This is Jaguars Post Game, presented by Florida Home AC. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, and Pride of the Jaguars, Fred Taylor, bring you highlights and analysis from today's game. Jaguars Post Game is brought to you by Baptist Health, Farah and Farah, and by Everbank. Now, to get things started, here's J.P. Shadrick. And welcome in. It's Jaguars Post Game presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today, official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Final score in Pittsburgh. Jaguars 20, Steelers 10. The Jags have won their fifth consecutive game to improve to a record of 6-2. And, and the Steelers fall to 4-3. and three. J.P. Shadrick with Mike Dempsey. Fred Taylor is on the line with us as well. And now the Jaguars have won eight of their last ten trips to Pittsburgh, dating back to 1999. But today it was about the defense, opportunistic moments at least. Uh, They missed some opportunities early on offense. They kicked a bunch of field goals today and then uh, powered through and got it done against the Steelers who were trying to claw back in this game. Fred Taylor, good afternoon, and what a win for this team yet again. Hey, how's it going, guys? Amazing win by the team, man. Uh, just to be able to withstand those turnovers on a messy field and find a way to still win by 10 points, very uh, gutsy win, uh, especially much needed after a few days off, and now they get an opportunity to get some of their soldiers back or some of their guys back. I don't being sensitive to the real soldiers, but um, – uh, amazing win, great coaching, just uh, everything across the board, man. I'm glad they got it done. Yeah, another fantastic defensive performance here, Fred. Uh, but, you know, it'd be great if the Jags would play their A game. <laughs> I mean, they're just rolling <laughs> people right now, and they're clearly leaving a lot out there on the field. I mean, you know, the, the turnovers, which took away scoring opportunities early on, they gave up a couple of big uh, third-down conversions. That's going to happen, but – you you really feel like the Jags have not yet come close, at least I do, to playing their best game, yet they're still beating a team with a winning record on the road as easily as they did today, Fred. Pretty impressive. Very impressive, Mike. Uh, we, I was just talking to Tony prior to him connecting us, and uh, he, you know, we said the same thing, man. They they it seemed like they got much more left. They haven't turned it on. The offense hasn't had a a great or dominant performance like the offense we've seen you know, a year ago and that potential that they have there. But that defense, once again, they're, they're playing lights out each and every week. They're getting after the guys. They're, they're finding a way to stop that run, man. And it's just leading to that, brand, that nasty bend-don't-break mentality in which you need. I remember the days that the Jaguars were really good uh, with the Strouds and the Hendersons, the Mike Petersons on the Jack Del Rio. The defense was bend-don't-break. The offense wasn't great. We found a way to got it done. We made the playoffs. Same thing in 2017. And this team, although it seems they have a better makeup on offense, the defense is really leading the way and giving them opportunities. They're squandering, but yet the defense isn't flinching. They're going back out there each and every time that the uh, offense has a stalemate, and they're getting the ball back again and again and again. And it's just a big credit to those guys, the coaching staff, uh, and what they're doing, I think they got they're, they're brewing something special, Mike. Fred Taylor with us, Jaguars post game. Uh, I hope the Steelers wide receiver uh, Pickens. Gets I know it's a little easy more to than his name. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's tough with one catch and a touchdown late. But you call this defense a hope defense um, in the days leading up to the game. 
what this defense doesn't need right now is more motivation, Fred. I mean, that's what he Correct. did when he put the bulletin board material out. And, and you think about it, man. This is a defense that's playing without two starters on the back end and the secondary. And all it's going to do, JP and Mike, uh, they argue he did give them bulletin board material. But the fact that you don't have starters back there and these other guys that are usually guys that are going to play nickel and play backup, uh, uh, Buster Brown and Her- uh, Trey Herndon, you know, and these guys, when the starters return, it's just going to make them that much stronger, that much deep, much more confident, confidence in the coaches, the players. It's going to make them make them a stronger unit. And they're not, they're not going to back down a flinch from anyone. And Pickens, he's a very good player, a young guy. It's his job to talk and try to rally the troops, but then get the job done today, despite all that talking. Well, if you do play a hope defense in the secondary, and that's really what Pickens was referring to, you know, he was talking about how the the defensive line was the key to this team, Fred, this team's defense. Nine quarterback hits today for the Jags and three sacks. Uh, Trayvon got one early. Josh Allen got a pair. Uh, So, you know, it kind of came on in that category as the game played out. Correct, and, and much needed, though. I mean, this is a unit up front who hasn't gotten a lot of credit. You know, we have a lot of question marks there. We, we, we went into the season saying, can they get pressure? And they're finding a way to get pressure at the most vital times. You know, I, I wrote down a stat there, I, I think on the second play of the game, Trayvon Walker, I said, man, this is this type of, this is his type of game. It's sloppy conditions. You know, a guy who wants to bull rush and just use his power to get to the quarterback, he hasn't, you know, he has the speed and has some other gifts, but this was his type of game, and he played a strong game. Josh Allen there, the, the interior guys, right up in the gut there, they they did an amazing job of pushing the pocket and pushing those quarterbacks off their mark. So I think it was an all-around well-played game by the guys on the front end as well as the secondary. Uh, I like to see the secondaries get on the jugs in the bye week and practice catching the ball. Mm-hmm. They gave a few away yep. by dropping a few interceptions. And if they can bring those together, this thing could be very deadly. All right, Jaguars get a win over the Pittsburgh Steelers, 20-10. to 10. The Jags now 6-2, and two, headed to the bye week. They've won five straight games. And the Jaguars have trailed for a total of seven minutes, ten seconds in those five games. That's it. When they were trailing 3 nothing to the Colts, there have been ties. Of course, they've had leads. They lost the lead in New Orleans. And, and had it a tie game late, but then scored the touchdown. But they have only trailed for that amount of time, seven minutes, ten seconds over the last five weeks. They get it done again today. Plenty ahead. Uh, Doug Peterson scheduled to join Bucky Brooks. And actually, let's go there now. Bucky Brooks is in Pittsburgh. Nope. Okay, just a moment. We're about to go back to Pittsburgh and uh, visit with one of the defensive stars of the game today, the Jaguars' defense showing up in a big way, allowing only ten points. They allowed only 70 rushing yards to the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. And uh, they've really led the way a lot of this season, this Jags defense, when when the offense has had guys in and out of the lineup and has been uh, sputtering at times off and on. Um, Hey, the defense has been the constant this season for the Jaguars. And let's go back to Pittsburgh now. Trayvon Walker had a sack today. He's with Bucky Brooks. Trayvon, big win. Five wins in a row. Defense held up. They had three turnovers, but you guys still only gave up three points. What went to the effort? I just had to say the preparation throughout the whole weekend. All the guys coming in knowing it was going to be a physical game. That's what we wanted to come in and pride ourselves on, just being physical, being the, most, the more dominant team. And that's what we did. You know, thinking about that, there was a lot of conversation from the other side about the hope defense and those things. Anytime somebody puts bulletin board material 
uh, you guys relish in it. How did that inspire you guys to kind of bring a little extra energy to the field? Uh, like you said, that was just a little extra. That's all the little extra that we needed. And once we heard that, uh, everybody just pinned our ears back and we looked to our brothers beside us and we knew that's who we started. That's who we was playing for. Just because of that simple, that simple word, hope. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so one of the things that stands out to you guys, like the first half of the season, defensively, man, y'all play a physical brand of football. Has that been something that you guys are trying to put on tape that is kind of being your identity, the physicality and toughness? Most definitely. I definitely have to say that's our identity because that's something that we've been talking about even from last year, come, finishing the season. That's what we wanted to pride ourselves on, just being physical because we know we got to have the players to, to take over a game and to dominate up front. And I feel like, for me personally, it starts up front. If you have a physical group up front, then nine times out of ten, I didn't know that defense is going to be pretty good. Okay, so now you get a bye week. How do you guys keep the momentum going until you see San Francisco 49ers a couple weeks? I have to say we definitely have to get some rest, let our body recover on this bye week, but we definitely can't let our mind slip too far off from the game. Uh, this, this week is just mainly for the recovery of the body and just regenerate a little bit, come back stronger. Well, look, man, we're looking forward to see you come back in a couple weeks. Should be fun. Yes, sir. Thank you. Trayvon Walker. The uh, Jaguars outside linebacker today had a sack in the game, two tackles, part of a defense that uh, really slowed down Pittsburgh all day. Only 261 yards of total offense with the Pittsburgh Steelers and 10 points. The Jaguars double them up today, 20-10, to 10, the final score, five in a row for the Jags now on the winning side. We're back in a moment. Plenty more ahead, and it's Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. It's Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor in the Hyundai Studios in Jacksonville after a Jaguars win in Pittsburgh. PRI Productions, the Southeast full-service event company, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIproductions.com and learn more. The Jaguars get it done. The defense big today. And the Jaguars offense playing uh, well and getting it done. Trevor Lawrence, 24-32, 292 through the air, a touchdown. He did throw an interception, a 100 rating in the game. We heard in the pregame show today from Cam Robinson, who said those 2017 games in Pittsburgh were two of the most fun he's had in his career. I wonder how this one ranks today. And He's with Bucky Brooks. All right, Cam, let's start with that. How does this one rank compared to the other games that you play here? Oh, man. Um, it was fun. I always have a lot of fun when I come here. Just the atmosphere, the stadium. It's one of my favorite stadiums to play in. Um, their fans do a really good job of making it making it tough on us. But we always just try to make sure, you know what I'm saying, we're well prepared. And um, we're always just trying to stay on top of everything we need to stay on top of. But this is definitely um, – I love playing here. You know, and thinking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, they always have a reputation for being one of the more physical teams. And so it's always kind of a measuring stick game when the offense plays good. How do you yeah. feel like you guys stood up to their physicality and their toughness all day? No. I hope this don't really come out the wrong way or I'm not. Ain't no, ain't nobody going out physical. I don't, you, I, I don't care who we playing. The, the mindset, ain't nobody, ain't nobody going out physical. Ain't nobody going to bully us. Ain't nobody going we, to we, – we prepare for all that. You know, and, and thinking about that, one of the things that appears to have changed, like this team has become – a very physical, rough, rugged, kind of grimy team. Offensively, you guys have been able to run the football and those things. Has that been an emphasis to be a real physical team at the point of attack? Absolutely. Um, I mean, of course, you strive for balance. Um, you want to be able to run the ball and pass the ball um, equally as good. And I think we're actually pretty good at both. Um, some days are just, you know what I'm saying, more run base. Some days are more pass base. That's, that's the NFL. Um, but I think absolutely one of, the, one of the things we want to do when we come out each and every Sunday is kind of, um, kind of set the tone with our physicality and just um, – 
just everything, finish everything we do, um, and just make sure we're on top of on everything we need to be on top of. All right, so you got a, you got a bye week before you take on the San Francisco 49ers. How do you guys continue to keep the momentum going until you get to that game against the um, I think it's just finding finding. I think it's honestly just finding balance, finding that balance in between. Um, before we leave and head off for the bye week, um, knowing the opponent, we got to knowing the um, wa- actually watching this film, putting this behind us. Um, Knowing the opponent we got up next, knowing the challenges we got ahead of us, and just kind of um, stand prepared. But at the same time, um, get away from the game a little bit, unplug a little bit, refresh the batteries, um, get the body healthy, and just uh, finding that happy medium, kind of that balance in between the two. Well, look, man, enjoy the bye week. We'll see you next week. Thank you. It's Cam Robinson, Jaguars left tackle. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to out-physical us, Fred Taylor. What do you think? I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Ain't nobody – going out physical us and and, you know cam's uh he's a homegrown man that's the one thing he does want to do he wants to get physical i'm sure uh, they're happy to have him back he's been playing pretty good since he's returned uh and they're they're able to um as he said they want to establish their dominance you know i'm pretty sure they like to show more if they can get in the red zone and not turn the ball over then it will look like the offense is playing great but when you stutter uh, sputter, I'm, I'm sorry, down in those areas, then it doesn't seem like you're, you're really playing as well as you potentially can be, regardless of the statistics. I think they had more balance today uh, than they've had in a few other games this year, although um, they weren't able to show it from the points on the scoreboard because I believe J.P. and Mike, uh, at the very minimum, that six, those two turnovers in the red zone, uh, or if they had been able to get some touchdowns, and then this would be a, a real blowout uh, coupling it with what the defense did. But, yeah, Cam is right, man. Those guys are physical on both sides of the ball, and teams are going to really have to bring their A games to beat the Jaguars. Yeah, look, uh, Trevor Lawrence averages most yards per attempt in his young career today, 9.1 every time he threw the ball. Uh, Fred and Travis Etienne ran for almost 80 yards. It wasn't a super efficient yards per carry, but I, I agree with you. They were felt balanced today. They felt like uh, they didn't dominate the steal or run defense the way a lot of teams have this year, but they moved the ball at will, and I'm with you, man. That, those were six automatic points the way McManus was kicking the ball today, but you know, if they can get out of their way on some of those miscues, I mean, they still win handily here, JP, by a couple of scores. So uh, I think coaches love this, Fred, when – You've got things to correct, and they can get on you in the film room, even though you're on a five-game winning streak. Amen to that. To be six and two going into the break at, here at the uh, just about the halfway point. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of work to do. But again, we've all alluded to the fact that this team has not reached its ceiling. I don't believe they're anywhere close. You know, everybody's taking their turns. Let me say, call it messing up whether it's the receivers dropping, the receivers aren't having their best performances. Uh, we, we're not seeing these guys just dominate. And they're, they're, they're playing very good teams against very good players. And they're not just they're not dominating, but they're kicking teams' butt. Look at what the defense did in the first quarter alone today against the Steelers. Uh, I think it was like nine plays. They had six yards at the end of the first, zero first downs, 0 for 3 on third downs, zero rush yards. And the offense, on the other hand, they had over 100 yards, and the score was only 6-0, you know. Um, But, yeah, this team has a lot of potential, and I believe when they finally find their stride and put it together, like really put it together, 
they're going to be very, very solid team that can go deep in the playoffs. JP, remember I said, I, I, I think I said um, this team can, can be in Vegas at the end of the year and not just on their own ticket. Yeah, I if, mean, things, it, if the injuries, if the guys yeah. stay pretty healthy and things go as they are, these guys believe in themselves. They're confident enough. They got the formula going right now. And, and I think they can be that. I'm not just saying it because these are uh, a team that, I mean, it's a bias uh, a take. You know, it's weighted. But I do believe that. And I tell Ryan that. I tell Channing that. I tell outsiders that uh, because it's it's on my face when I say it. You know, so uh, I believe if they continue to uh, ascend this way, they can finish in Vegas. They're continuing to win, and they're only going to continue to get healthier as this goes along with a bye week coming up, and we'll see what they can do when the stretch run begins in a couple weeks. We're back in a moment. We're still out to Pittsburgh. Plenty from there after a Jaguars win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll return in just a moment after a Jaguars victory. Jags 20, Steelers 10. It's Jaguars postgame on the Jaguars radio network. You look at coming opponents, uh, what the Jags have to do is just handle their business. You know, not worry about the outside noise. Handle their business. And uh, this team has a lot of, of, of brightness in their future. They certainly do, and they have a bye week in their immediate future. They'll uh, play in two weeks at Everbank Stadium against the San Francisco 49ers. And we'll get to this conversation coming up a little deeper later, but if they are to flex that game, they would have to do it by Tuesday of this week. The Jaguars are on a five-game win streak. They've won in five different stadiums and now four different cities to improve to a record of 6-2. and two. The head coach of the Jaguars is Doug Peterson with Bucky Brooks. Coach, what are your thoughts immediately after another tough, hard-fought win? Just elated, quite honestly. Um, you know, uh, you heard JP just talk about it. We've we've been around the world. Uh, we've had a Thursday game. You know, I feel like we've been on an airplane and in a hotel. You know, for these first eight weeks. But you know, it's just really a, it's a it's a it's a credit to the guys, right? It's a credit to um, no matter what we're faced with, it it just doesn't phase them. And you know, um, today was just a uh, just a, another great team effort. Um, again, it wasn't pretty, but you know, when you when you're playing Pittsburgh, these games these games are, are tough, physical. It was a typical Pittsburgh Steeler type game, right up here, and, and you're playing in the mud a little bit in the rain, and, and um, our guys our guys did a great job. You know, we we I know we we stubbed our foot offensively in the red zone today, and. You know, uh, it could be maybe a different game, right? The outcome could be different, but but it wasn't. Uh, defense kept us in, created some takeaways. Dewey had the interception, of course. You know, Antonio late in the game, but um, just uh, just a great win for our team, and and um, excited to get into the bye. Yeah, coach, and, and, and think about the evolution of this team. This team, from sideline level, it appears this team is a kind of rough and rugged, very tough physical team. What goes into like trying to get your team to embrace that kind of identity? Well, I mean, you know, you know, part of my messaging too is is just just that. I mean, you know, the fact that we, you know, we haven't done anything yet, really. You know, um, sure we're six and two and we've got to lead and all that, but there, there's still a lot of football, and, and we just we just got to stay focused on th- this week, right? And, and and we'll worry about next week, next week. But but that's kind of the mindset we've had, um, and and the guys have embraced it, and, and really. They're starting to believe, if they haven't already, they're believing in themselves. 
they're believing in the, you know in each other offense defense and special teams um and and it's it's translating to the field and it really doesn't matter sometimes right now you know whatever happens during the game we we find a way to overcome it you know and and um we now we understand and we've got to clean some things up right i mean that, i'm not i'm not you know discounting that but but uh it's just a resilient group you know i think about the resiliency at, at one point it was a, a minus three margin in the takeaway game and the numbers will tell you it's hard to win those games. And so you talk about how do you get your defense to embrace that sudden change mentality that, hey, if we have a turnover, hey, we got to put the fire out because they only gave up three points off those three takeaways. I mean, it, that's what defenses That's what defenses do. That's what good defenses do. They, they anticipate that there's going to be a sudden change somewhere, and they have to go back out on the field. And um, they, they understand, like, listen, they understand this is a team sport. And, um, you know, if – uh, if it's the if it's the reverse of that, if the defense gives up a touchdown, offense, it's your job to go down and, and, and get points on the next drive, right? So, you know that's how you play complementary football, and and um, the guys have really, uh, I think, really have handled that. They've stepped in, they've stepped up, they've performed well, and uh, defense is really really impressed. They've really kept us in, you know, these eight games uh, so far. So, how do you handle the bye week? Like, how do you handle doing? You don't have a game at. At the end of the week, how will you handle that? Well, you yeah, that? so, you know, I, I I have to give them four days at the end of the week, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, coming up, we'll, we'll have some rest. They'll, they'll get tomorrow off, and I do want them to come in Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, and, and, and get some work in a little bit and, and um, um, you know, and, and, then, and then give them time, give the coaches and players time to, uh, to really, truly rest. And, and it's a good time for us, too, to heal, you know, um, Get some guys healthy going into that San Francisco game in two weeks, and and uh, be ready to go. Cool, man. Well, enjoy about week. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Should be a lot of fun. Yep. Thanks, Bucky. Head coach Doug Peterson with Bucky Brooks in Pittsburgh. Jaguars get it done, twenty to ten. We're back in a moment. Plenty more ahead with Mike Dempsey and Fred Taylor. I'm JP Shadrick. Jaguars over the Steelers, twenty to ten. Jaguars post game is presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today. Official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's Jaguars post game on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. It's Jaguars post game presented by Florida Home AC. JP Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, and Fred Taylor. We're at the Hyundai Studios in Jacksonville. The Jaguars. Win in Pittsburgh, 20-10, to 10, the final score. Five wins in a row now for the Jags for a 6-2 and two record. Time now for the Kingfish Pest Control defensive play of the game. Andrew Wingard in the starting lineup today and gets his hands on a football. High snap, he handles it, drop in the throw is Trubisky. Fires this one deep downfield, and that ball is going to be picked off. The Jags pick it off, and they're going to run it back. That is Dewey Wingard, picked it off in the middle of the field. He's still running it back. He got it into Pittsburgh territory. Andrew Wingard stepped up and picked that thing off. He's playing in place of Andre Sisco, and that is a big takeaway for the Jaguars. Yeah, and uh, it's his fifth career interception, and it set up a field goal that put the Jags up by two possessions uh, in the fourth quarter, and that was the Kingfish Pest Control defensive play of the game. Let the pros tackle the pests in your home by going to kingfishpest.com. That's kingfishpest.com. All right, let's take a look at some of the final stats in this one. And uh, the Jaguars get it done in Pittsburgh. Total yardage, 377 to 261 in favor of the Jaguars. Rushing yards, 106 to 70 in favor of the Jaguars. That's uh, better than their average given up on 
on uh, rushing yards this year, so they could go up in the rankings in their run defense this uh, week. Passing yardage, 271 to 191 in favor of the Jags. Six penalties, 72 yards against the Jaguars. Six for 52 yards against the Steelers. Three turnovers given away by the Jags. Two given away by the Steelers. And time of possession, Jags held it for 34 minutes, 16 seconds today. Jaguars 6 of 13 on third down. Steelers 3 of 12 on third down. And the Jaguars get it done. Those are the team stats. Some uh, some. Individual standouts today. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, 24-32, 292, averaged 9.1 yards per attempt, the best of his young career, one touchdown, one pick. He was sacked three times and had a quarterback rating of exactly 100 today. On the other side, Mitchell Trubisky ended up leading the way with 138 passing yards off the bench with one touchdown, two interceptions. However, Kenny Pickett only 10 of 16 for 73 yards when he was in there. Collectively, the quarterbacks for the Steelers, uh, held to a 59.4 quarterback rating by the Jaguars' hope defense. Uh, the Jags on the ground today, Travis Etienne, heavy workload, but only 3.3 yards per carry, 79 yards on 24 totes. Uh, Jalen Warren led the way. I mean, you just are having a hard time running on this Jags defense right now. The running backs combined 12 for 32 today. Wow. Uh, Warren averaged 3.8. Najee Harris, 1.9 on the ground. Evan Ingram, the leading receiver for either team, 10 catches, 88 yards. Travis Etienne, of course, had the receiving touchdown that went for 56. Deontay Johnson caught 8 for 85 on the Steelers' side of things. Defensively, Foyer Aluakin, no surprise, led the Jags with 11 total tackles, nine of those solo, two sacks for Josh Allen on the day, another for Trayvon Walker. Uh, as you pointed out, J.P., Darius Williams came in leading the NFL in passes, broken up, added three to that total today as the Jags got their hands on eight different passes, two interceptions, and hit the Pittsburgh quarterbacks nine separate times. Hopefully that's good enough. Uh, it is certainly for the Jaguars, and they've got it done again. Fred, five consecutive wins now for this Jaguars team. Defense leading the way again today. And, you know, that there's been some injuries in the secondary. I mean, they had two starters out today, and – Still found a way to get it done. That's uh, that's what this defense does. The next guy steps in there and, and does what they can to, to help this group. That's what it's about, JP. You want to show that you can have a deep roster uh, and also make moves, you know, kind of build your practice squad and bring guys in off the street as, you know, you kind of get a clear picture of, of what you can take out there on the field uh, on, on Sundays. But uh, I think after Tyson went out two weeks ago, and the way the team played in that short span of time. Uh, Cisco being out this week with a hamstring as well. One of the trickier injuries uh, that you can have as a player, if you can look at one of their guys, Minka Fitzpatrick was running behind a receiver. He just kind of popped his hammy and went down out of nowhere. Um, but, yeah, this, this buy is coming at a great time for these guys right here at the midway point of the season, getting an opportunity to get some of those guys healthy. Uh, rest some of the other guys so they can go in the bye week, work on what they need to work out and then work on, I'm sorry, namely maybe um, red zone offense. How can we improve there and get much better? Uh, ball security, you know, the couple balls that hit the ground today between Tank, a young man who has to hold on to it, Evan Ingram, and then also Trevor, that little thing that he did in the back of the end zone right there. I don't know what it was, but uh, ball security is key. And find a way to continue to finish these games. And uh, the theme is just believe in each other. 
just disregard the outside noise, believe in each other, and make some magic happen. We'll return with the Jaguars Radio Network player of the game voting another Jaguars win. Jags 20, Steelers 10, and this is Jaguars post game on Jaguars Radio. Jaguars post game presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today, official air conditioning partner of the Jags. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey in the Hyundai studios. Fred Taylor on the line with us. And time now for a Jaguars Radio Network player of the game. I get a vote. Mike gets a vote. Fred gets a vote and a half. Mike Dempsey, get us going. I got the winner right here. Do you? This is Brandon McManus all the way. This is the toughest stadium to kick in in the NFL. Guy in the bad conditions, hits two from 50-plus in the first half, puts up 12 of the Jags' 20 points. I don't even think this is a contest. Brandon McManus is your Jaguar Radio Network player of the game. From my point of view. Okay. Uh, That's my vote. I will, I will go next, and we'll make it interesting because okay. I think Travis Etienne deserves at least a nomination for today. 24 carries, 79 yards, a long of 13, but in the passing game had the 56-yard touchdown. Uh, yeah, that was designed really to go to Ridley on the inside. You heard Trevor Lawrence say to that, and it, they all kind of crashed down, and he hit him wide open down the sideline. Three catches, 70 yards. It continues – uh, for him, a streak now of at least touchdowns scored um, in now four consecutive games, not multiple ones today, just one in the end zone today for ETN, but uh, touchdowns were few and far between today for certainly both teams. Fred, you need to break this tie. What do you got? Yeah, because I own the tiebreaker, man. Jeez, uh, I was going to go with Travis ETN, so I'll give him a nod, say salute to my guy at the running back position. But this is for my guys, Mike Hollis, Josh Stovey, I hope y'all listening because I'm going to go with Mike Dempsey here and go for Brandon McManus. Uh, he, he put up the most points. He actually, you know, save us. If you take those field goals away, those clutch kicks, uh, we actually will be losing uh, uh, here today. So, uh, although I will give Travis a nod, he did great today. Uh, as uh, Trevor said, focusing, staying with that play, catching the big one on the sideline there. Usually a play running backs don't always make, but he made it. Uh, but my vote goes with uh, I'll, I'll piggyback Mike and I'll go with Brandon McManus. Yeah, generally there's two or three really good candidates, right? So it's a, it's kind of an honorary title, but I, I honestly thought you were going to go Josh Allen as the alternative. Yeah, yeah I, I looked at that, Mike. Right? I, I did look at it, but uh, you know, my, the kickers don't always get the love. So when they get an opportunity to get the love, man, you got to give it to them. That's why I shout out my guy, Money Mike and Josh Scobie, two of my favorite people on the planet. So uh, <laughs> this is kind of for them, too. No doubt, man. But uh, Alan, uh, five tackles, three solos, including those two sacks today. And, I mean, he is yeah. – uh, you want to talk, Fred, about playing big in a contract year. There's nothing better <laughs> from a player's <laughs> perspective. And he is seeing dollar signs right now. Yeah, I think he's up there in the top three, man, uh, in sacks. Uh, my guy from the Vikings got one today. I think that's 10 for him. TJ got one on us on the other side. Uh, so I think he's right up there around the 9, 10 mark as well. And then Josh, he has nine on the season. So, uh, yeah, he's pushing the pocket. He's going to be pushing that Brinks truck too uh, <laughs> with a lot of bags and a lot of cash. It will be well-deserved. Good for him. 
Brandon McManus, the Jaguars Radio Network player of the game. Field goals made from 50, 51, 38, and 37 yards for the veteran kicker for the Jaguars. And if you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, look no further than Ford F-150. Loaded with impressive capabilities and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between. This truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The injury report when we return. Final score in Pittsburgh, Jaguars 20, Steelers 10. And it's Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. J.P. Shadrick with Mike Dempsey from the Hyundai Studios in Jacksonville. Fred Taylor on the line with us after a Jaguars win in Pittsburgh again. 20 to 10, the final score. Five straight wins for the Jags. And into the bye week with a 6-2 and two record. The injury report presented by Baptist Health and the Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute, the official sports medicine provider of the Jaguars. Travis Etienne in the third quarter with an ankle issue, but then was back in the game and had the receiving touchdown and uh, kind of looked like he was laboring a little bit down the stretch mm-hmm. of that run, but fought through it and finished the game. Monteric Brown late in the third quarter was a little slow in getting up a couple times. And then Daniel Thomas with a hamstring injury officially uh, later in the game, another Jaguars defensive back and a key special teams player as well. Uh, we, we heard about the other hamstring injuries with uh, Tyson Campbell now two weeks and Andre Sisco, the safety who missed today's game with that. But the, the good thing, Fred, we've talked about it again, is this bye week, you get two weeks to get that right and get things back on track and um, by the time the 49ers roll to town in two weeks, this should be as healthy as the Jaguars have been in a while. Yeah, man, like uh, Big Cam said, they got to refresh the batteries. And I think Trayvon uh, said uh, they got to recover and take care of their bodies and just try to rally the troops. You know, this, this that's what you love about football. It's more than focus on the field. It's so much more focus off the field and just maintaining yourself, being accountable, holding yourself accountable to your teammates, getting there, getting treatment. You know, having the urge to want to get away but not get away and, and just doing your job and being a pro, uh, showing up. Uh, it was many days I didn't feel like it, but I had to because the guys were uh, dependent on me. And that's what these bye weeks are where you want to get away, you want to get away out of town, and you kind of want to still a short vacation, two days, this or that. But uh, if it's important to you, and you see this thing is kind of building the head in the right direction. Get your butts in the training room. Get get you some cryotherapy, some 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 massages, some easy stretching, some active recovery is what they like to call it. So you can be at your best when the Niners come to town. Hey, look, uh, you mentioned Daniel Thomas as the guy who got banged up today. I just wanted to mention that was a pretty big play he made on that kickoff return, right? That's one of those that, that, that kind of – I think uh, Boswell slipped a little bit, and it wasn't an intentional mortar kick, but that ball can bounce off your leg and yep. go out of bounds, yeah. a lot of different things, and he was able to field it pretty cleanly and, and run it back for 21 yards. So just a almost overlooked little play in the game. So uh, rest up, get uh, ready to roll. Uh, we're back in a moment. Our final thoughts will preview the uh, bye week, and, yes, week 10, two weeks from now, the Jaguars will host the San Francisco 49ers. It's Jaguars postgame on the Jaguars radio network. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today, official air conditioning partner of the Jaguars. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor. By week coming up in week nine for the Jags. 
Then in week 10, the San Francisco 49ers come to town. The game is currently scheduled for 1 o'clock. The NFL rules for flexing between weeks 5 and 13 for Sunday night football say that the NFL will decide after consultation with all the networks involved and announce no later than 12 days in advance of the game which game will be played on Sunday night, and uh, they can also flex Monday night if needed. So uh, that said, if uh, the 49ers, who are playing right now, uh, get a win, they would be 6-2. and two. The Jaguars would be 6-2. and two. It would be a, a heck of a matchup for a primetime audience, uh, a possible Super Bowl preview, if you will, after uh, week nine going into week ten, Fred, and there is a distinct possibility that could happen. We would have to find out by Tuesday, though. Yeah, JP, uh, they got to get together. That matchup won't be as good as it is currently. They're trailing the uh, Bengals 14-10. to 10. But uh, certainly a very good team. Uh, they they have two of their star players out inactive today, and Debo Samuels and Trent Williams, uh, both Pro Bowlers. So um, you know, hopefully they can get their guys back and they can be at full strength, so the Jaguars can get their best. And then hopefully Jacksonville can show up and display their best. Because if you're going to be the best, obviously you got to be able to beat the best. And the Niners have been very consistent here the last couple uh, years what they're doing under Kyle Shanahan and that group, Brock Purdy, young quarterback who gets it done for his for his team, and one of the best running backs in the game, who I absolutely admire in Christian uh, McCaffrey. Uh be a great challenge for our defense, who's you know played lights out uh, this entire season versus running back. So I'm looking forward to the matchups, whether it's at 1 p.m. or flex to uh, late night. I'm looking forward to – that being alumni reunion weekend as well, even more sauce, you know, uh, for the weekend. Man, it'd be good to see my former teammates and brothers, guys I call family. So, yeah, big weekend for uh, Jacksonville, Jacksonville reunion, Jacksonville Nation, and a few other surprises. I have no idea if they'll flex it or not, but uh, the fact that the Jags are in the discussion for a flex coming out of the bye on Sunday Night Football just – it's a new era of Jaguar football, you know what I mean? And it, just on top of that, to start one and two and to be in this position to think that you could come out of the bye and have that game flex to Sunday night it was pretty impressive stuff as well. Yep. So uh, I have no idea if San Fran will come back and win this game. I picked Cincinnati to win it, but I don't know if they'd take a team with three consecutive losses, but it still might be the best matchup on the sheet next uh, or two weeks from now, JP. Yeah, it could be because the Sunday night game currently is Jets at Raiders, um, and then the Monday night games, Broncos, Bills. The uh, 425 games are Giants at Cowboys and Commanders at Seahawks. And in terms of win-loss record, I mean, yeah. I mean, Browns-Ravens is Sunday that week as well, which would be a big ball game, of course, in the AFC North, which could compete for uh, a flex possibility if they wanted to burn one of those. Uh, But other than that, that's the only game that I see right now between uh, teams with winning records other than the uh, the Jaguars and the Niners. Saints-Vikings right now are both 4-4. and Um, they're both at 500. Uh, yeah, everybody else is uh, one's above 500, one's below. So let's see. There's a lot to determine in the next couple of days. And, of course, you'll hear everywhere on Jaguars.com. Uh, Fred, have a great week. Enjoy the bye. Uh, rest. Uh, let's get you back and ready for the 49ers game. Hey, man, I'll be there. I'll be ready, man. See you guys soon. Always the pleasure. Yes, sir. Uh, sorry about the uh, Gators yesterday, Fred. Seriously, JP. I just wanted a parting shot. Parting shot. 
I apologize. Oh, man. It, it hit nice. I appreciate you, brother. <laughs> Love you, man. We'll see you. Fred Taylor out of here. <laughs> For those on our flagship station, 1010XL in Jacksonville, stick around. The scoreboard show is next. And uh, for those on our network, you can join us on the phone lines. 355-NFL1, the number 355-6351. And uh, join us on the Jaguars YouTube channel as well if you'd like to watch and listen in. Final score for the final time, Jaguars 20, Steelers 10. The Jags have won five in a row for a record of 6-2. And this has been Jaguars Post Game on the Jaguars Radio Network.